Welcome to Hachzeik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. To begin, Be'ezer Hashem, Perek Be'ez, Mishnah Aleph, Rebbe Omer. Rebbe was the son of Rebbe Shimei Megamliel. I believe yesterday's shi'a we mentioned that in the Hillel had a son of Shimon. Shimon had a son Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Gamliel Azokein. Rabbi Gamliel Azokein had a son Rebbe Shimon, who was the first Rebbe Shimon Megamliel, who in turn had a son Rabbi Gamliel. Then he had a son, Rabbi Shimon, the second Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel, and his son was Rebbe. So Rebbe really was seven generations from Hillel, not as we mentioned yesterday, it was ten. So Rebbe Yomer, known as Rebbe Yudah Anasi, or Rebbeinu HaKadosh, Ezeu Derech Yishorosh Yavaloi What is the right path? What is the straight way that a person should choose? What is he talking about in terms of what? So we'll see Rabbi Yenu offers two pshatim. One is his own, which talks about mitzvahs. The other is the Rambam, which talks about midos. What is the right path? Not an easy phrase to translate, to explain. Let's look at Rabbein Yoyna. It means, When one does mitzvah, is glorified, is honored through the performance of mitzvahs that a yid does. Like the Gemara tells us in Yuma Pevav, that when a person does what he's supposed to, does mitzvahs, learns Torahs, Mishamish he makes a Kiddush Hashem. Hashem says about him, Abdeyata, you are my true servant, Yisroel Hashem Becho Espoer. You are the Yidin that I glorify myself through, that I am glorified, my name is glorified through you. And therefore, when a person does mitzvahs and glorifies Hashem, Therefore, it becomes a glorification for the person himself who is doing it. Because if you do a mitzvah and bring honor to Hashem's name, that brings honor to your name. Because Hashem's glory and us bringing glory to Hashem's name is the true way of getting honor and respect and glorification in this world. And therefore, the Tana here tells us, choose that path. In other words, choose a path that you're always focused on performance of mitzvahs, always focused on making sure that when you do your mitzvah, not just you do it and you get it over with, but you do it in the right way, as we will see, and you do it in a way that it will bring a pe'er, it will bring honor and glory to Hashem's name. That's already a different level of doing a mitzvah. That one should do the mitzvah in his proper time. Like the Pesach says, How good it is, is it that when one does the right thing, but in the right time. The right time means also in the right place, the right setting, in the whether one should do it more in an open way, a more public way, or a more quiet and discreet way. A person could do a mitzvah, but maybe it's not really going to be taken well by people. And that won't bring a glory, because the people are going to get upset or annoyed at this person doing this mitzvah, when it could have been done in a quieter way, in a different way, and not have brought a sort of annoyance to people. Obviously, it has to be judged each circumstance. But then, it's not going to bring a glory to Hashem's name. People are going to say, ah, look, this person does mitzvahs. 
That's what the Gemara says. What do people say about that person? Oh, rather, great is his father, great is his Rebbe who taught him Torah. But if a person says, So then it doesn't bring a glory to Hashem's name, and that's obviously not going to bring a glory to the person. When a person does it, which means with all of the parameters of the mitzvah spoken for, accounted for. It could be so great that even if there was a decree on this person for a sort of a life sentence, which is the 70 years of a person's life, average span of a person's life, it could be nullified because of the performance of that mitzvah. Hashem's word is what's is what controls, what rules. Who's going to tell him what to do? Hashem is in control. Hashem makes the rules, makes the laws. When someone does what is the law and what is supposed to, what is supposed to be done, someone who keeps a mitzvah properly will not know any evil. Secondly, even when you perform a mitzvah, there's a way to do it in a more glorified, more beautiful way. As we know, famous even the Gemara in Shabbos, Kuflam and Gimel, Glorify, beautify your mitzvahs. Lulav no, talis no, sefer Torah no, tefillin chiezben. Any mitzvah we can get away sort of with the bare minimum. We get it with a kosher lulav or a kosher talis, or we could pay a little bit more. Hidden mitzvah. The Gemara tells them about a kamadavtes hidden mitzvah ad shlish. We should go up to a third more in terms of paying for a mitzvah if it can be done with more muhudr, with a greater performance because it's a more beautiful lulav asterisk, a more beautiful seifetayru atfilim. That people will indeed feel this is a, a beauty, a, a, a beauty of the mitzvah, a beautification of the mitzvah, and they'll praise him for that. Now obviously we're not supposed to do mitzvahs to garner praise for people. But the fact that people will say, wow, that's a beautiful spirit filling, or that is a beautiful talus that you have. So it shows that the person has gone out of his way to make sure to beautify his mitzvahs. We're not doing it for praise, but the praise is sort of an indication that one did beautify his mitzvahs. This is Rabbeinu Yehna's explanation of the mitzvah. He now goes to the Rambam, Rabbeinu Moshe Barmam in Perish, Zoyt Alamidois that the Mishnah could also be understood in terms of which derech yeshara, what's the right path in terms of amidus. One should choose sort of what we call the middle of the road, derech beninus, when it comes to midas, not too extreme to either side. That's the most chosen of paths, and that will bring a glory, a pair, that will bring honor to the person who does it. It actually brings purification to a person's heart because he's not too extreme in either direction. And it allows for a renewed spirit within him whenever he then serves Hashem properly with always going with sort of with, a, with even keel, with going with the proper balance. And and it also is glorifying him. He's 
he's able to deal properly with people because he has a very healthy balance and he's not extreme in, other way, in either way. So he's able to sort of deal with each person, even if they're a little bit further on the scale one way or the other way, because he is so well balanced himself. And he gives an example of this, Midas Hanadivas, like the meat of generosity. Ki ulekili, ulekilai, lo shua. That Achilles is a miser, someone who's stingy. Lo shua. Certainly nothing good could, could come out of someone who is too stingy, too miserly with his money. And by gam But that also is bad. Someone who is just too easy going with his money, where he should not be, is also no good. It's also evil. What's the proper way of being a nodiv, being a generous person? Someone who cares for his money. And he's very careful about watching it. But yet, he is, he takes counsel and thinks about through, thinks through what he should give and how much he should give. And he has an calcula calculation and accounting of how he should dispense his money for stocker or other chesed. In order that he does it also with a healthy balance, that he has enough taking care of himself, and he also has enough to dispense in places where it's needed when it's needed. Really, all of the midas that we have should be with this derech ha with a well-balanced, middle-of-the-road type of approach. That indeed will bring glory to the one who performs it, and will bring him praise from other people. And as we said before, it shows that he's doing the right thing. But if one goes too little to one side, or too much to the other side, both of them are no good. We'll mention here that the Rambam, the Rambam ends all of his halachos in each section of his halachos in the Yarach Azoka with a little divrei musr. And here in Sefer Afla, in the end of Hilchus Erechim, says the Rambam that certainly, even though a person is not obligated to give Erechim or Charamim, to give really donations to the, to the Beis Amidosh, but Veloi Akili, a person should not be stingy, he should really fulfill what the Nevi'im has to have told us. Honor Hashem with your wealth. On the other hand, But don't give away all of your possessions. Someone who does that, he gives away too much. He's going against what the Pesach says. Because the Pesach says, From what you had. V'loi kol ha'sholoi. From what you have, but not all that you have. K'mayi shomer chachomer. V'ein zeh chasidus elishtus. That's not considered piety, but that's considered foolish. Sh'areyu ma'abit kol ma'moyne v'yistorok labriyas. Because then in the end, he's not going to have what he needs, and he's going to have to come on to others for help. So here also the Rambam is telling us that one has to have a healthy balance when it comes to all sorts of mitas. We move along now in the Second idea of Rebbe, and that is a vizor One should be careful with a, what we call a, a light mitzvah, or an easy mitzvah. I mean, a mitzvah that he thinks is easy for him to do. And he says, well, 
It's so easy for me to do. It must be not worth that much. But the Chamura, oh, that mitzvah is very hard, very tough for me. And there he's going to be mechazik himself to try to perform it. Says the Rabbeinu HaKadosh, be zoyer, be careful. Even with those mitzvahs which you think are easy, as you would with something you think is of great uh, stature of or very difficult. Why? Because we really don't know the reward for mitzvahs. Says Rabbi Niyayna. The Averis in the Torah that we know, that we know what is the punishment will be. Some have the punishment of Koris. Koris, who vizari nechrosim. That he and his children are cut off, the lives are cut short. His life is cut short. Sometimes a capital punishment from Bezdin here, like the Dalami says Bezdin. There could be an Aloisa Seya, which gets Malkit Sarbon. One gets 40 lashes for that. So it's very clearly delineated in the Torah exactly which punishment come to which Averis that are done. But the Torah never gave us an exact account for the schar, the reward we get for doing mitzvahs. Not for easy mitzvahs, not for mitzvahs, as we'll see, don't cost any money, or they are effortless, and not for the mitzvahs that which are very difficult to fulfill. But why did the Torah not give us that information? Says Rabbi the Chazal give us in the Medrash a Moshul. The king gave his servants a whole orchard and their job was I want you to plant trees in this orchard that I should have a beautiful garden, a beautiful orchard of all different types of trees. If he would tell you, well, if you plant the sycamore tree, or if you plant the rose bush, or if you plant an olive tree, oh, that I love, that I want to, to be in my garden. Oh, what will happen? Oh, and they know the king likes that. The king gives a lot of reward for those trees. That's what we're going to do. So be filled only with those trees which people knew that the king gives a lot of reward for, but yet the, the, the king wanted a whole array. He wanted diversity in his garden. And therefore, the king didn't say which trees get more reward. Kach, the nimshal is self-understood. Kach, if the Kodesh Baruch would have told us this particular mitzvah gets a lot of reward. This one, not so much reward. So, we're good investors. We would do the ones that we, we can earn a greater return on our, our, on our effort, on our investment of this mitzvah. But we would leave the other ones to the, to the wayside because sure, we would get to them, but we wouldn't put our whole focus on them. The problem is, then really, this wouldn't only be in terms of reward. Forget about the reward. Maybe in terms of reward, yes, the person will get a lot of reward for those mitzvahs that he does. But he would be lacking in terms of perfection. And just like the marshal of the king wants a whole array of different flowers and trees and bushes that would make 
the garden, make the orchard, that part that looks so beautiful and so perfect. That's what HaKadosh Baruch wanted every person, to do every single mitzvah that we are able to perform in the, in the Torah, that the Torah gives us, because then it will bring us to be an other mashalim. Then we'll be perfect. Otherwise, so in like in the mashal that's given, that each mitzvah corresponds to a different limb in the, in the body. So a person would only focus on one mitzvah, let's say the mitzvah of tefillin. That he would perfect, that he would do well. The other mitzvahs, he, he doesn't really spend too much focus or effort on. Yes, yeah, so then that arm would be very strong, but the rest of his body would be, would be weak. Certainly that wouldn't be healthy. And so spiritually speaking also, because Baruch wants us to be well-rounded spiritually to have perfection. Therefore, he didn't tell us the schar. By Hashem not telling us what the schar is, we'll never be callous about any mitzvah. We have no idea what's kala. The Ramban says in the parashas, boy, mitzvah mezuzah is kala. Very easy to, to, to perform. You, you just have to find the right mezuzah, a kosher mezuzah, you put it up, and you have the mitzvah. Every time you're in your house with that mezuzah, you'll be mekai in the mitzvah mezuzah. Shiluach HaKan, as we'll see, an easy mitzvah doesn't cost you anything. Those are easy mitzvahs. You think, eh, how much is that worth? Oh, but fasting on Yom Kippur, wow, that must be a mitzvah chamura. We have no idea. It could be a simple mitzvah that was easy to do is greater reward than fasting on Yom Kippur. Continues the Ben Yen, Avar Ben HaKadosh, Hiflik B'dvorov. He has given us a haflogas dvorim. He sort of almost exaggerated here. Even greater than the reason we just said here in the Medrash of trying to get a perfection of a person. We don't even know, forget about that the person is not well-rounded and a, a perfect person like the marshal of the Pardes. Rabbi Yenis says that the missioner here, Rabbi Yudanos, he's saying even more than that. It could be that small mitzvah, that easy mitzvah, could be, has greater reward than the difficult mitzvah. Therefore, don't lose out on that. Forget about the only the reason, that's one reason, of being another mashalim, being perfect. But you don't even know it could be what you think is worth a lot could be the small and easy mitzvah actually is worth even more than that. You have a mitzvah, you chance upon a bird with eggs in its nest or young chicks in its nest. Chase away the mother. Send away the mother bird. You take those eggs, you take those chicks. And my mitzvah kala, kasha amritayr, what is it? Sekeser. It means it doesn't cost you any money. Omri tell what? Laman yitav loch. Loilam shukuloite. Barach te yomim. Loilam shukuloyaruch. You get long life in this world and the next world. Kalvachayim ala mitzvahis hachamurishabatayra. So that's how Rabbi Yen is learning now. The mid medrash tells us one reason why Hashem didn't tell us the man scharish mitzvahs. Rabbi Yehuda Nasi is telling us yet another reason. Because you don't even know them, and it could be the mitzvah kala is actually worth a lot more than we would think. Kol Tuf. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516 600 8080.